Uh, as you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast, so it'll either be something like just some words or something along the lines of, welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holden. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. Oh, well done. Um, this <laughs> this week, your guest left or right across your podcast dial. We got Kay. Hey. We got Anthony. How's it going? Pretty good. Um, Yeah. It's fantastic Mr. Fox time. This will be our second Wes Anderson movie, the first stop motion movie that we've done ever. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize until the ending credits that it's co-written by Noah Baumbach, so it's mm-hmm. our first Baumbach movie technically too. And uh, I'm excited to talk about it. But before we get into it, both of you haven't been on for a little while. So what have you watched recently? Well, I haven't been here in five months, so I've watched a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit. Th- thanks for having me back. Yeah. No problem. Was it, what was the last episode you were on? I think end of May. Okay. Doctor Strange, maybe? Or? Oh, yeah, it was Doctor Strange. It was Doctor okay. Strange. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. it was us again. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, all summer long, the the best movie I've seen in the last 10 years, Top Gun 2. <laughs> uh, I'm oh sure you guys talked extensively about this. Yeah, such a good movie. Yeah, we I really liked that. We went to see that in IMAX, and then I went to see it again, and not in IMAX, but just again, just to yeah. be like, oh, I, I'm going to want to watch this in theaters just to have that like big screen experience. Yeah. That's what movies are about. Oh my god! Um, mm-hmm. I just watched um, a great film, Triangle of Sadness. I haven't seen it yet. Ruben Ostlund's. It won the uh, Palm Door this year again. Yeah, it's very, very good. The first half is excellent. The second half falls off a bit. But, I have heard that. Uh, yeah. It just gets too weird. But yeah. Woody Harrelson is the best. Well, every triangle has three sides, yeah, I guess. Right. Yeah. One of them can't. They can't all be good. A whole bunch of other stuff. The new Predator that was on it. Prey, and, yeah. Yeah, Prey, yep. On Hulu, yeah. That was, was very fun. good. I liked that one a lot. Uh, I just recently watched all of 1899. Okay, that's uh, is that one of the what is that? <laughs> it's like um, it's a uh, German. Okay, I forgot his name. He wrote this uh, show called Dark, sort of like the supernatural. Right. Yeah, I saw that that came out and was like from the makers of Dark. Yeah, but I didn't watch Dark either. I didn't watch Dark, but I watched. I just got sucked in, and it was the most bizarre, weirdest show I've ever seen in my life. I, I highly recommend it, but it's just very weird. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'll. I mean, it's on the list for sure. Yeah. You? I have not really been watching much, mainly just because it's the school year and I'm like yeah, sure. constantly over overwhelmed with like things yeah, that I sure. need to do. Correcting um, papers. But <laughs> a lot of Hallmark movies, that's been my go-to just because I can put it on in the background while I'm doing stuff. And they are firmly, firmly as of Halloween weekend in Christmas mode. So yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of Halloween right into Christmas movies. Yeah. That they start sense. that early, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. The creep is, I mean, we've been talking about this a lot, but I do feel bad for Thanksgiving. I feel like no one cares about Thanksgiving. I know. That's the thing. I'm like, there are fall movies like that could be. They're gone. They're, they don't do them. They We're just skip them. Talking, um, I was talking to mom actually about like, I remember growing up, I feel like Thanksgiving episodes of sitcoms were like mm-hmm. a like a thing. There was, yeah. you know, Friends episode with mm-hmm. the turkey on the head with the football. Yeah. Um, that but was- I don't really remember, remember Halloween episodes so much, but now it feels like Halloween is such a bigger deal to people than Thanksgiving. So. No, I agree. This episode, of course, coming out after Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. um, you, you, you know if you're listening how little you cared, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the transition is. But. Uh, one, a cool experience I had about two months ago um, at AMC, they replayed The Wrath of Khan oh, in really? theaters. Yeah, nice. which is the best awesome. Star Trek. I'm not a Star Trek fan yeah. per se, but it's the best Star Trek film in my opinion. So that's two, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's the even numbers, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just fantastic. To see it in theaters, feel, it felt like you were back in my- I've never seen Wrath of Khan. Really? Yeah, never seen it. The new I, one? I know. Or no, no the, this is the old one. Okay. Game. I was like, <laughs> not, not into I was darkness. like, the Benedict Cumberbatch one or no? no okay. No, no, okay. No, no, the no. one where they were pretending the he wasn't playing Khan. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But he was. <laughs> it's just, it's just the old, those movies, it's very clear. Like, here's a bad guy. Here's <laughs> the plot. Here's the good guy. Here's the problem they're trying to solve. Yeah. Complete. I, I think I know, like, the central conflict. I know Shatner yelling Khan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they and then they go search for Spock, right? Cuz they had to Well, no. Sp- Spock dies at the end. Yeah. yeah. And then I think the they next sh- one's they the search send, for Spock, then they, right? Yeah, then yeah, they search okay. for him. Yeah, then they got to search for him. Because originally <laughs> the original ending was Spock dies. Yes. But the, but when they um pre-screened it, audience members didn't like it that at all. So they rewrote it that he just gets sort of terraformed on a new planet. Mm-hmm. Then they have to go find him. Ugh. I do. I every now and then I think to myself like, oh, I gotta watch all the Star Trek movies because, like, I've watched the J.J. Abrams ones, so yeah. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, but that's just like, I know. Like, I feel yeah. like okay, I should probably watch the actual source stuff. Now, I really, but. really love the world, and I think we'd probably enjoy the like original movies even more. Yeah, and, and even the original series because I feel yeah, like the exactly. the more expl- exploration, fun, yeah. like meeting new cultures thing, more than yeah. the J.J. Abrams who was just auditioning. I've for almost Star Wars all of thing. Doctor Who, and I feel like it's probably a very similar vibe for those earlier ones of kind of yeah. like it's each episode is like going to a new place doing this like one kind of task or adventure or quest or something. So yeah, that seems like it would appeal to me though. I will say yeah. uh, what was the third one in the new tr- series beyond right? The Justin Lin movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that one was fun. I liked that one. <laughs> yeah. But the new ones are more all action. Yeah, They're actually yeah. star Wars. They play yeah. sabotage by beast boy, yeah, by yeah. beast boys, by beastie boys, <laughs> right? by the beast boys. <laughs> right. Um, really loud and uh you know there's big space battles which isn't i think the the spirit of the original text uh a guy explained on the last episode i'm trying to push a whole bunch of episodes into a short period of time for reasons so i haven't watched anything besides the movies for these episodes um so i don't really have anything to report there's cool oscar movies coming out now by the time this episode comes out maybe i will have seen the new Knives Out. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Glass Onion comes out as we're recording next week. Um, and reports are saying it's better than the first one. And I really liked the first one. I love the first one. So, so good. So uh, hopefully I've seen that by now and I liked it. But <laughs> who can say? Um, anyway. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's transition into Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um before we do our one minute plot summary, let's talk. Let's each say, give our uh, disclosure form of what we already knew about this movie. I'll start. I thought I'd watched this movie before when I was <laughs> watching it. I realized I actually had not. Uh, that's on me. Sorry, okay? <laughs> I had seen it before. Okay. Um, I probably watched this for the first time in college, maybe. Um, I'm a big Wes Anderson fan. I've seen him most of his movies so it was kind of just i was gonna watch it anyway but i also had read the short story uh the fantastic mr fox by Roald Dahl previously and uh had kind of forgotten how different they were when it, before i rewatched yeah. it this time so yeah sure I, th- I thought this was james and the giant peach no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh henry Selleck, the director of james and the giant peach 
was supposed to co-direct this with Wes Anderson, but ended up having to leave to do Coraline, which is probably the right choice. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and uh, I think he's still like an advisor throughout the process, though. Um, do you, I guess either of us are eligible. Do you want to do a one-minute plot summary? Yeah, you can go ahead. Ah, it's, your, it's your show. Fine. <laughs> okay. Um, Let me start the clock. I do. Do you need a shot of apple cider? Oh. <laughs> if only if we should have gotten apple cider we for this. Have. That would have been the perfect drink. Uh, that would have been smart. All right, begin. All right. Um, this movie begins in a kind of flashback type thing. You see a younger, fantastic Mr. Fox who is uh, with, who uh, I guess a girlfriend at that point, played by Meryl Streep. Um, she's a fox. She's not actually just in the... Okay, that's not important. They get caught. She makes him promise to stop stealing stuff flash forward 12 fox years later he has a family and a house that he doesn't really like and he he wants more so basically he has uh, his son who is a little bit uh awkward and then a nephew comes and the nephew's like good at everything so the son's kind of resentful of that fantastic mr fox starts stealing things again to like i guess to feel alive he's stealing from these three farmers bogus bunts and bean and um, basically, there's it becomes like this sort of like uh, rebellion, refugee kind of movie thing <laughs> where all the woodland animals are fighting for their lives and have to hide underground. And eventually they do find a, a way to do that in a sewer. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know how to make it stop yelling at it. Oh, no. I saw it getting down to one second. So then they find a way to do that. Covers X. <laughs> That covers X two and three of the movie. Perfect. Um, that's, that's nailed it. It's about an eighty-eight minute long movie. They find a way to do that. Is about sixty of those minutes. Like only, <laughs> you did it. I only covered the first twenty-eight minutes, maybe. Yeah, you got it set up perfectly, and then they do it. They do it. Yeah. So, um, they yeah. There's there's a lot of heists. There is then reaction from the farmers. They destroy basically all the woodland creatures' homes. The woodland creatures end up banding together anyway to uh, form an offensive to rescue Christofferson, who's the nephew. Then they, uh, you know, they assume that eventually they'll have to come out of the sewer where all the animals are hiding. But little do they know, they've found a community and life and eventually a supermarket that they can access from the <laughs> sewer. And that's the end of the movie. Um, you mentioned that you've read the doll story before. Mm -hmm. Supposedly that's just like act two of this movie. Mm -hmm. And Wes Anderson adds stuff at the beginning and the end to make mm -hmm. it like an actual, you know, feature length film. Is that accurate? That's just Yeah. Um, I kind of equate it to, it's very similar. If you've ever read the Grinch and then you've seen the movie that they made of it, they expand upon kind of the backstory drastically. The actual the Jim Carrey movie. Or, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. So the sense. backstory in the book is not really a thing. It's kind of just a story about this fox who is stealing chickens from these main three um, horrible farmers. That song that they keep singing is in the doll story. That's something doll wrote into it. The like, what is it? Borgen. Uh, Bogus Bones and Bean, they're respectively uh, fat, short, and mean. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, so that's something or he short, did fat, right mean. Into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But otherwise, it's mainly just that he's stealing things. They get mad. They like bulldoze the thing and trap all of the animals underground. They eventually find a way to kind of steal some food, save everyone. And they it ends with um, the three guys are still waiting for them to come out. And he's like, and as far as we know, they're still waiting. And that's like, that's how the book ends. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So they added in 
a lot of the backstory. In the book, he has four sons. None of them have names, I think. Whereas in this, the kids play a lo- much larger role. Yep. Um, there's no nephew. That's completely kind of made, fabricated for by Wes Anderson. Um, and then all of the stuff about like the promise that he makes and how he wasn't going to go. Completely Wes Anderson. That's not part of the book at all. He's just being doing what foxes do and stealing yeah. in the book. I imagine it's not, there's not quite as much dry humor either in the book. No, it's, although I do. I mean, it is still dull, but. I was going to say, I do think the humor is very similar to what doll would do. Mm-hmm. Just it's very, very similar to what you get with like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and things like that of the kind of yeah. like slightly off kilter, kind of slightly dry humor about everything. Um, a little bit of the fantastical kind of. Yeah. I know Dahl has like a lot of darkness in a lot of his stories too. Exactly, yeah. So isn't there's not necessarily that much as much danger in this as I would maybe would assume there is in the. No, but I think the kind of abruptness that George Clooney kind of brought to like the way he would interact and like say things and then just kind of like bulldoze over people's feelings. Mm -hmm. Dahl does do that in a ton of his like characters. Has that kind of like yeah, almost like they don't understand that like what they're saying is going to make this person sad or just kind of like keep moving. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think even though it's very much a retelling and not a like one-to-one match for the story, I think it's still in the spirit of what kind of doll would have done. So. And weirdly doll did have Jason Schwartzman playing like a a mopey malcontented teen in the book, right? Huh? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You're not yes ending, Jesus. <laughs> yes and. Um. Anyway. <laughs> no, great character, Schwartzman. I, I yeah yeah. Uh, he I plays saw, Ash. Yeah, I, I saw him in the f- fourth season of um. Uh, oh crap. Oh no. Fargo. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's in the fourth season of Fargo. But I, I when Ash was talking, I, was, I thought it was Michael Sarah. I'm like, who whose voice is this? Um, then I had to look it up. And I was like, oh, it's Schwartzman. Yeah. Schwartzman, yeah, yeah. He's- He's really good. Uh, Wes Anderson can't have him play an actual child anymore, so he has to. But in voice roles, he still can. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, always the same. back to his Rushmore days. But. That's what I like about Wes Anderson. It's always the same. <laughs> yep. Center characters and mm-hmm. yeah, they're yes. all very good. So a lot of um, company players of his, but also George Clooney and Meryl Streep providing the voices of Mr. and Mrs. Fox in this one. Uh, I, if you'd asked me when I started this podcast over a year ago what the first George Clooney heist movie we did would be. I didn't think it'd be this one. <laughs> I thought we would get to those Oceans movies yeah, first. That's true. But I'm not like upset about it. Uh, just sort of like, ooh, surprise. Um, Clooney's great in this. Yeah. Yeah, I felt very similar. Like, I mean, he always has that kind of like fast talking sort of like vibe about him. Like, I mean, Oceans as well as um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He's got that kind of like- Oh, sure, yeah vibe about it and it was, it translates extremely well to this yeah you can almost see the, him as the actual as an actual fox yes you know what i mean yeah. that's that's the way i i thought about it when i was watching the film yeah well he's yeah that makes a ton of sense um he's this is 2009 so one of the last times he's really in this mode i guess in front of a camera he's he's he does a lot of directing now and he still appears in movies but they're not so much the kind of like slick uh, you know, gonna get stuff done yeah. with my words, guy. Yeah, yeah. That right. he was in in this mode and, and a lot of in rom coms and stuff. And I don't know. I guess he technically there is a movie currently in theaters where he's probably in something like this mode with Julia Roberts and a rom- romantic comedy. But hmm. 
I don't know anyone who's seen that movie. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, yeah, Meryl Streep's in this too. She doesn't have like a huge part, but she started. There's it's just a little bit into the movie. I was like, I feel like that's Meryl Streep. Yeah, like oh yeah, it is. Yeah, I think she's great. Yeah, the she in the book does not have a ton that happens with that character, um, but I really like the kind of just the bent of like this was a promise that he made to her, and now right. like she the the fight scene with the rat is really good with her. So like yeah. all of it's good. You rat bastard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is so uh, in another in a continuing line of Wes Anderson casting Willem Dafoe as just a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So a, real, a real strange guy with a bunch of ticks. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Only in there so for a little bit. And a villain. Surprised that it was Willem Dafoe yeah. when I first found out. I was like, what is what? happening? <laughs> yeah. Cause this is after life aquatic, I think. Yeah. And he's pretty weird in that, but before grand Budapest where he's also, like a small part, but a weird villain who's got like yeah. some stuff. Right. The rat is a villain in the book. Like that is a thing where they have to is fight he, a rat. But is, it's is not. he doing like dance fighting? No. Yeah. And, and he's Side not story. like right. weirdly right. flirting with his wife, like things like that. Like no, he doesn't, doesn't have happen. like a, a switchblade. Doesn't have a switchblade and a weird like kind of southern aristocratic voice kind of know, thing is he's doing. So well, none of it makes a lot oh, of yeah. sense. All the animals are, have American accents yeah. and all the evil Which farmers Which I appreciate. I'm glad accents. they didn't try and do accents. Right. I would rather it just be their voices. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It works better. It's very, the performances of most of the voice acting is very unadorned. Mm -hmm. So it would, it would detract from that it if really they would. were doing uh, voices. Um, and a lot of the voice cast is, is not super famous people or not even really like professional voice actors or actors at all. Uh, Christopherson is just Wes Anderson's brother. Um, I think his partner plays Agnes mm -hmm. and I, it's like her only credited movie role, I think. Um, so it's just, it's, there's a lot of people like that or, or people who are animators or producers or something. That Bill are, Murray is, but also Bill Murray's yeah. there. Yeah. Also the rabbit who is a chef is Mario Batali. Yeah. Before he was canceled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like looking yeah. at that today. I was like, Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> Oh yeah, he's he doesn't have a lot of love. No, no, but it was like one of those things that I was like, what, 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 what? Lupus, yeah, lupus. You wouldn't even says. know if you didn't look it up, no. right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Would you? Um, that's pretty good. I think the the super. Uh, oh, I already forgot Keely? his name. Yeah, Kylie, 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 the old possum. Yeah, he's also he's just like an animator or a producer or something because he, he was wasn't great. like a. He was great. Yeah, I love I love his whole vibe. Yeah. Or just like his eyes sometimes go, but he can do this. Yeah, <laughs> this. let you know he's listening. Yeah. Well, th I thought I thought that's very clever and very funny because he's like a real possum. Yeah, right. They just sort of freeze. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's just petrified um, sometimes. Uh, yeah. I thought that was very funny how they did that. Yeah. Um. So one thing I'm trying to focus on in each of these movies this month uh, is the animation style. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get a stop motion one in here and this felt like as good a candidate as any else because I really like Wes Anderson and as it turns out I hadn't watched this before so I was excited to cross it off the list. Um, this movie looks incredible. Wes Anderson, we did Moonrise Kingdom over the summer so we don't have to get into his whole thing but often accused, not always positively of sort of just being obsessed with creating little dioramas instead of actually like staging scenes normally. Uh, and this taken to its, I guess, logical conclusion of just making a stop motion movie. Um, I think it looks incredible. It's a great match of his sort of 
I don't know. I don't want to say tweeness or whimsy because I feel like those are often used derogatorily with him, but his aesthetic, um, the attention to detail and the sort of, uh, I'm trying to think of like the tactile-ness. It's almost like everything. everything is made out of, cause it's not like clay. It looks like like fabric craft. Like it's uh, yeah. more just like kind of what you're saying, like tactile, it's more lush. It's more kind of mm-hmm. like you could picture yourself kind of like, reaching out and like grabbing these things, which I think is a lot different than a lot of the other kind of stop motion we'd seen previously. Like Wallace and Gromit is a lot more kind of like clay yeah. and things like that. All so, plasticine, but a different, different yeah. concept with, with this movie. What I love is that you see as the, they have actual hair in them mm-hmm. as the, in between shots when they're being moved around, like the hair's different. It almost looks like the wind's blowing on the characters because as they're, repositioned and maneuvered the hair is getting like you know padded down in some places or like rumpled or in whatever way Mm. i think it just has such a i can't think of the word uh like a touchable quality tangible maybe tangible but like tactile like you can like you said you can reach out and grab it yeah feels like it must be a ton of work to pull up a movie like this yeah which is why you don't see many of them but maybe people should do more really hard to do there is, uh, I mean, tons of featurettes and behind the scenes. And I watched one on the making of the scene where uh, before the cider wipes them out of the underground place that they're in, and there's sort of the pan shot of here's what everyone's working on. Here's uh, Mario Batali, it turns out, in the kitchen making some stuff. And then over to Christopherson and Agnes. That whole shot, which is, I don't know, what, like less than a minute, uh, took about five weeks. Really? Oh yep. God. Yes. So it takes holy a while. Yeah. So it takes a while. So yeah, it's only 88 minutes long, but right, yeah, right. That's that's yeah. like one scene and it took them 5 weeks to do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a lot of work. But he didn't he tr- he tried what was Isle of Dogs? Similar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh I think that um no, I, I I've I've never seen this either and I I've seen Isle of Dogs and it was very similar to me that but I I still yeah. love Wes Anderson also, yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too, yeah. Um I like Isle of Dogs a lot, but I think it didn't get as quite a good res- as didn't quite get as good a reception as this movie did when it came out. I still think it was generally favorable, mm-hmm. um, and I like it a lot. I, this great. is better. This, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, and, right, better. and that's that's the bottom line. It's, I like that a lot. This is better. <laughs> it's really a story of deforestation, you know, yeah. habitat destruction and adaptation, and then growing up in in the middle growing of it. Up, yeah. <laughs> Be, being okay with who you are, realizing that you're weird and maybe not an athlete. Right. And well, you're good at other okay things. With that, but you have other qualities. Like breaking open apple boxes <laughs> when your cousin's trapped inside. Yeah. You didn't know that would come up. It turns out pretty good at it. <laughs> Even accidentally. That's just uh, raw talent. You can't teach mm-hmm. that. Um, story-wise, I actually think the pacing is pretty good. I like that there's that whole... A whole big chunk of the movie is really sort of like a kind of. Um, I'm trying to think. It made me think a lot about Battle Battle of Algiers, actually, where it's like this uh, insurgent force trying to hide and using like guerrilla tactics against invaders. Hmm. Um, that kind of thing it made me think a little bit of uh, Last Jedi uh, to an extent, and uh, you know, it's just a not exactly where I thought this movie was going, but I I liked that. It's it, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really I, the pacing of it's really good. And I mean, they need they have a lot of information that they throw at you. There's a lot of different things that happen. There's a lot of different phases it goes through. 
but I like that they kept it almost like there was chapters to a book of like every now and then you'd get like that like tag yes. across the screen of like this is the like the there was one that was like the cousin arrives and it's like mm -hmm. that's about Christopherson and then, the siege yeah exactly um, but I I do think yeah the majority of it is the kind of interactions between them and the farmers and like what happens from that but it doesn't feel like it's takes the like 60 minutes that it probably does right exactly i think this film really uh really hones in on all these movies today they're all super long and a lot of them can drag on but you can still make a great film 88 minutes long very quick to watch why can't we keep doing this instead of sitting in a movie theater for a hundred hours yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> enough yep you know what i mean I agree. The uh, and so as we're recording this, it's only a few weeks until Avatar Two comes out. That one's clocking in at I think the cut that they're releasing the theaters is 190 minutes. Oh yeah, perfect. So uh, <laughs> about a half hour longer than two than watching this movie twice. Right. Oh my god. That's that's insane. That's too long. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I I can't wait to see what happens in that 190th minute though. I'll be there opening. <laughs> that. Um, damn, cool. Good, good movie, yeah. It, like you said, they, they don't they don't make them like these anymore. But no. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. It's I don't want to sound like the old guy in the room, but yeah. I think it it barely made. It was with with like a famous voice actors, a mm -hmm. big name director. Uh, it made barely more than its budget, and it was probably really hard to make. Right. <laughs> so just you know, these kind of movies don't get made because they're difficult. Yeah, they're I difficult. Think. If it's a major studio, they don't really make it unless they think it can make a billion dollars. So um, it was beautiful. It's so it's yeah, it's so it looks kind of so distinct that yeah. it's not something that people. I mean, I understand it's not really feasible. Yeah, for this to be the only thing that you do, but it was gorgeous, and I think it was really great fall movie too. Yes, I was gonna say oh, the yeah. colors of it great are fall so movie. perfect. A lot of fall. great but oranges. It also and feels browns. like it's such a good marriage of Wes Anderson style with this medium. Yeah. Of he didn't compromise on like okay, this is what I want the shot to look like. This is what I want like the parts where it would kind of like pull out and you'd see like so many things happening all at once. It felt like one of his movies that I'd recently rewatched uh, Moonrise Kingdom. So I kept yeah. having like that and the like. Oh, it's the same sort of like same he's setting right. the stage and. Being able to do yeah. all this and Moonrise Kingdom has a montage of just stationary, right? So yep. this is the kind of thing he likes to do, where he just focuses on a flat image of stuff on like someone's desk yeah. or something. I also thought, it but was he funny. could do that for the whole movie with this with this medium. I thought it was really funny that he put so many trains in it too, because yes. I'm just like, oh, dude, just loves trains, loves trains, which I get. Yes. I love him too. <laughs> go ahead, go off. But like, yeah, I was like, he, yeah. all right. <laughs> he he's like uh, he loves trains as much as uh, Quentin Tarantino loves feet. In yeah. movies. <laughs> that's his, <laughs> I mean, that's what we always that's his, say. That's his hallmark is trains. Um, I, yeah, I really liked this movie and yeah, it was, um, I guess unintentionally since I hadn't seen it before, but yeah, it feels very fall like glad we got this into November. Um, and just, uh, yeah, just sort of an aesthetic you want to hang out in. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I watched this movie this morning and I immediately wanted to roast the chicken cause I was very hungry, yes. you know? Mm hmm. Uh, Eat some cheese, drink some champagne. Yeah. yeah, why not? I also really, really like it. This happens early on, and it happens a few times where they are. It's like George Clooney's like talking. He's sitting directly, like facing camera, like talking, but like talking to Meryl Streep's character behind him, mm -hmm. and he's like very eloquent. He's going on and on, and then he's like eats, and it's like like a fox, <laughs> just like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. When he devours the French toast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's so good. 
Yeah, right. There's, I mean, that's a big thing that they finally just admit, like, you know, we're wild animals. We got to do this wild animal style. Yeah. That's how we're going to get out of this. <laughs> um, there's there's a lot of really good moments in this movie, but yes, I, I think that final rescue mission is, you know, it's it's a really good, well-designed rescue mission. Mm-hmm. They He breaks them into, these are the teams. The, this is what everyone's job is. Like we, you know, you get the putting the team together montage from like a heist movie where he's running around using the Latin name for everybody. Yeah. And uh, what are you good at? Demolitions. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, that's yeah. And the Badger, Bill Murray gets to throw bombs, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's the, it's the pine cones, right? It's from the game, yeah. the like fiery pine cones. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. From Whackbat. Whackbat. Yeah. Yep. I also love that scene. It's oh, Owen yeah. Wilson we, is we, the coach, right? We that did accidentally explained. skip over Whackbat. That's my I fault. I love Whackbat. That's, that's great. That's yeah. Fun. Owen Wilson who gives I that. I just really love that he does this like super convoluted explanation that's like this mix of baseball and cricket, but right. like to the nth degree. And the Christopherson just goes, got it. And like goes out there. Like, like, all right, perfect. you're going in. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> and, he's, and he's good at it. He's a natural. Yep. He's a natural. Yeah, in a traditional Owen Wilson fashion of the quick dialogue and mm-hmm. snappy. Yep. It just, just sort of throws it off. Right. Um, this is not the most that, uh, Owen Wilson's been in, obviously in a Wes Anderson movie, but still very funny in it. Mm-hmm. And it just, a, a great, a great match. All the people that he works with yeah. so much. Oh, with I also his, think you know. when I was looking back, uh, Adrian Brody is the little field mouse that gets like one line. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, all right, <laughs> you got him. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Throw him in there. Why not? Uh, Jar- Jarvis Cocker, the lead singer of Pulp, is just in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he does the song. He's Petey. Oh, he's Petey. But yep. the model just also looks like him. <laughs> and and the um, the cider the cider, which one is the cider one? Bean. Bean. That's uh, Gambon. Yeah. From Dumbledore. Yeah. And uh, he's, he also plays in a bunch of British yes gangster movies, right? Mm-hmm. I forgot his name. Uh, Michael Gambon. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He was perfect. Yeah. He, he's, you know, I feel bad. For, well, maybe not bad, but for a lot of people who were in the Harry Potter movies, who someone like him who's probably had like a 60-year career oh, yeah, and of course, yeah. being like this really important British actor. And it's like first line of his obituary is going to be, he was Dumbledore yeah, for Dumbledore, five movies or yeah, well, six movies or however many of them. You, he just, you just cash the check and keep going. You know what I mean? Not, not the guy, not Richard Harris. Oh, flipped him. Yeah. yeah flip, yeah. Is this your favorite Wes Anderson movie? No. <laughs> What's your favorite Wes Anderson movie? Oh, man. Um, what I said when we did Moonrise Kingdom is I don't ever consider it to be Moonrise Kingdom, but when I'm watching it, that's the one that I most want to be like hanging out in, that yeah. vibe of. Probably Grand Budapest. Yeah. No which I wouldn't yet. say the same thing because there's like lightly fictionalized Nazis killing people in that one, which yeah. isn't the vibe I want to hang out in. Yeah. But that's probably my favorite uh, Wes Anderson movie and Rushmore still really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, and I honestly haven't watched it in a while, so maybe I need to watch it again now that I've like watched a bunch of Wes Anderson since, but my traditionally, my favorite's always been Darjeeling limited, which is yeah. really, and it's the same sort of thing as Moonrise kingdom of just like, I want to be there and just kind of live in that, like on that train and in that kind of world that he's created just cause it's so beautiful. Good Schwartzman movie too. Yeah, it is. That's Tim Owen Wilson and Adrian Brody. Mm-hmm. So good. That's uh lo- that was one of the ones that people did not like that much when it came mm-hmm. out, but uh, it's you've you've held that opinion for a while. Yeah, yeah. got to respect your continuity. I haven't watched it since like high school or something, mm-hmm. so I do want to revisit that too. I I like Grand Budapest 
I want to live in that world quietly resisting the Nazis in any way I can. You <laughs> there know? you go. <laughs> That's a really good answer. The Mark yeah. Wahlberg style, if I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those I would just be making cakes with uh, makeshift prison yeah. tools in them, you know? Yeah. Probably his funniest also. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Grand Budapest. I also love Ray Fiennes. Yep. Well, that's yes. like the best performance of however long since that's been out of that amount of time. It's, I feel like, so underrated. Did yeah. not get they nominated. Ridiculous. That movie didn't. Yeah. That should have won Best Picture. That year wasn't that strong. Whatever. We don't have to get into that because that's not the movie we're talking about. This movie, of course, gets shut out of all the animated categories by Up. <laughs> oh, it, it didn't win anything? No. Because of, oh. of Up. But I mean, it's not like there's that many animated characters. There's best animated features. In like I show. like Up, but I like this better, I think. It's Which first, I feel like the first Disney people might up, fight I me. But I mean, they could win something true. for a set design. Yeah. You'd think, yeah. Art direction. Right. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, it should. Uh, technical category, it should yeah. Wes Anderson never gets nominated for that. Uh, they just don't like him. <laughs> Maybe they think it's too artsy. They just don't like him you over try there. too hard, kid. Go somewhere else. <laughs> That's this whole thing. I know. And they don't like it. I also like, I mean, it's, this also follows Wes Anderson format. Oh, the conflict is great. It's always some sort of heartwarming, uplifting tale in the end. Um, and I think that's what really draws me to his characters, these characters and Mr. Fox. Um, I just think that there's not enough movies like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's Wes's appeal. That's that's why I like him so much. Maybe I'm just too uh, uh, hopeless romantic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So just to circle back, it's nominated in every major award for best animated film and always loses to up. It's also nominated for best score. There you go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it even loses best score to up. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> so does this only get nominated in animated categories? No. Just it just in animated and in score. Yeah. And uh loses both of those to up. That's the year that um Wally is the year before actually. Uh so this is the the Hurt Locker Avatar year, the 2009 year, which the ceremony's in 2010. Fun year at the at the uh, Oscars. Hmm. I'm so, I'm sorry I had to circle back. No, it's okay. <laughs> I really I really agree of that. It's nice that there's a point of view and that it, he's really kind of trying to say something with what he's doing here. Um, something that I don't know if I kind of completely clocked my first time watching it, but yeah, watching it back now, it's feels like uplifting in the yep. in a good way of right. just not feeling like. Um, I don't know. It's earnest, but in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the best yep. I can do. As a fox always stealing chickens, the classic motif, yeah. right? But he, but the, you can't fight your nature. The real story <laughs> is, though, about he doesn't, you have to grow up at some point. Mm-hmm. You can't always be stealing chickens. Now he's got a family to take care of. He's got his other animal friends in the kingdom to take care of. Time to grow up and, you know, be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> It's not it's not saccharine. It's earnest, but it's not cringy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like comes by it honestly. That's what I was it's trying honest. to get to. I was like, it's very earnest in what it's trying to say, right. but it's not in a way that I find cloying yep. or kind of too much. I think it's well done, it's well earned, it's kind of But do, do you think movie. it would have lost that if it was real actors? If this was a regular regular movie with I, Yeah, if it if Yeah. 
if it's yeah, like cat style George Clooney's face <laughs> yeah, yeah. on top of a CGI yeah. fox, I don't think I would have liked that. Right. Yeah. If I would have hated that. Yeah, this, this would be a nightmare. <laughs> uh if it was um what's his who's the late night host? What's his name that everybody Corden. hates? Yeah. Oh if it was god. James Corden, Corden playing a fox oh my god. in a fox costume, this would have flopped miserably. <laughs> oh my god. He'd be playing the rabbit, you know. Uh, <laughs> William Defoe would still be the rat. <laughs> He'd, he'd do a great job. He on would us. do a fantastic job. Yeah. We'd all be like, oh, yeah. Willem Dafoe yeah, nailed it. Yeah. And like, we're, and I'm not going to bet against Meryl Streep, but. No, right. <laughs> She'd be phenomenal as well. Jason Schwartzman, we'd all be like, that's creepy. Yeah, he's still playing he's a like kid. He's in his 40s. So yeah. He's probably only like 15 years younger than George Clooney. Or yeah. Whatever, but, that's really uh, funny. Yeah. But no, I think if it was just this dialogue, but like even played just as people and just like them talking, it would not have worked. It would have yeah. been strange or kind of just a little bit off-putting or it yeah. would have been too much it yeah. would not have worked yeah too cheesy exactly. too cheesy so speaking of which uh wes anderson records the dialogue basically i guess the equivalent of on location mostly outdoors or in barns or in one part that i need to look into more says sometimes underground like what do you mean by that <laughs> did you dig a big hole and make bill murray get in it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, yeah. But yeah. Like in a basement? Like so, what are we what are we talking about? As here? a as opposed to because this I got the vibe from this, like um, so this is two thousand nine. Where the wild things are is a year or two after this. And mm-hmm. that's famously they recorded those the dialogue for those in like a big group. Mm-hmm. Um but this isn't they didn't even record in the, in a studio for this one. Usually in animation, you shouldn't just assume people know these things or are as obsessed with movies as I am. Um you have characters individually in studios recording things separately from each other but this uh very rarely a movie will have everyone recording a big group and then they'll make a big deal out of it that was part of like the marketing push for where the wild things mm-hmm. are uh in this movie they didn't even go in a studio they just put big bill murray in a big hole i guess <laughs> um or in a barn or just outdoors and i it's not it, i don't know it sounds great no you, i it sounds really really it's cool perfect love the music too yeah, it had a good, a good soundtrack. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Alexander Dupla, who works with Wes Anderson a lot. We talked about him in the Moonrise Kingdom episode. Uh, a lot of the music feels similar between this and Moonrise, right. too. Especially the kids singing the the Bogus uh, Bunsen Bean song. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of what the children's choir sounds like in Moonrise, um, not surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the London Children's Choir for this one. They do a good job. Yeah. Great work to have that that uh, that melody as sort of a motif throughout the movie. Good job, one one for child labor. Yeah, <laughs> big win. Well, their I don't know parents got paid. <laughs> Hopefully, um, big question: Would you watch Whack Bat as a as a sport? I think I think I once I figured it out. I bet it'd be super popular. It's probably, it's probably just really cricket. It feels like something they would definitely do at a high school, yeah. like. We played that like coob game. Like I feel like this is just like one step up. Like we would keep going. Like it'd be the next step. <laughs> well, pe- people play Quidditch. Yeah, they play Quidditch. Yeah. My college, right? our college played Quidditch. Yeah, they had yeah. a Quidditch team. Yeah, I don't. Know, yeah, most of the most of it just is cricket. But I don't know what those twig runners are doing. Yeah, I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, it's definitely a mashup of like cricket, maybe baseball. I don't know what else. Cricket, I mostly understand the rules for at this point in my life. But this the, run back and forth. Yeah, yeah. You're doing ends. Mm-hmm. You're hitting stuff. Mm-hmm. There's bowlers. Yep. But not that kind of bowling. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
etc. <laughs> if you get it out, it's six points. Yep, touchdown. Yeah. Divide by nine. <laughs> Divide by nine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Until the until the umpire cricket, yells, be mad, but and yeah, and I do know that the umpire yelling hot box is directly from cricket, right? Yeah. That's a big part of cricket. Maybe rugby. Was there a little rugby in there too? Maybe. Maybe no one really. There's not a lot of physical contact. No. But, um. Yeah, I love that. The end of that is he like slides in. They're like, "Wow, what a great job!" Mm-hmm. Did someone divide that by nine? Yeah. <laughs> so great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really, really, really liked um Kristoff as a character, Kristofferson. Mm-hmm. Is, is he Chris Christopherson? No. <laughs> no. It's just Christopherson, right? That would, they should have gotten Chris Christopherson to that do would the be voice. Great. Yeah, that would have been sense. funny. Yes, Christopherson Silver Fox. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the cast is great. Everyone looks cool. Mm-hmm. I love that they all have like tweed jackets. Yeah. <laughs> and ties and stuff. And yeah. I don't know. It just looks great. To film, we should have all worn a bandit mask yes. to film yeah. this episode. Ah. The one with just yeah, like this, the tube sock end at the top of uh, ashes. It's so good. It also reminded me of my time working at Stop and Shop, especially at the end, because we would we would steal a lot of stuff, you know. <laughs> and then so just I, dance in the very aisles. relatable to Mister Fox. Just <laughs> yeah, you feel. I mean, like, allegedly, these crackers are synthetic, and this is fake, and yeah. this apple has stars on it. Yeah, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> I mean, it may, it makes sense. Yeah. There's a uh, any any large store like that you price into the shrink. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's you know. yeah. That's how it works. Anyone who's worked retail knows that <laughs> yeah, there's right. there's all kinds of woodland creatures sneaking <laughs> in at night, having big dance parties, and eating all the crackers. If only. <laughs> uh, so we talked. We I mean we already talked about the animation, but there's so many different models that they make of each character. The big ones for you know close ups, really small ones for wide shots because they can't actually get that far away from right. from the thing and still create a background. Um, and it's just uh, the amount of work. We've said it before, but I feel like it bears repeating this. I wouldn't want to do this myself. I feel like there's the great stop motion joke in Parks and Rec. I don't know if you ever watched it. Not. Yeah, but it's... Um, so one of the characters is like really depressed and he's working on... He's like, oh, I'm going to make a stop motion movie. I'm going to make a claymation movie. And uh, it's implied that he's worked on it for days and the entirety of it will last about five seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he just like... Has a full breakdown. Yeah, it's like a full <laughs> breakdown. Uh, yeah, that's a... I think pretty instruction, pretty accurate depiction of how... But it would be cool... This it would be cool to work on a team doing this as a yeah. filmmaker, right? That's, yeah. I think that that's what I would like a lot. So the the team that works on this, I guess, has a lot of members from Corpse Bride, Tim Burton movie that came out a little bit before this. I think while I was still in high school, so at latest two thousand nine. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got to be a whole community of people who right. like you're going to do a lot of like. I mean, it's really like manual, small, sure, fine motor function. Yep. You know, actual labor. Uh, and people will probably never know your name. Never. Um, but it, it looks, I mean, the end result looks awesome. Right. And, uh, you know, shout out to all the all the team members who worked on this one because uh, they should have won an Academy Award. Yeah, should have. Mm-hmm. give them something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I really liked it. I really like anytime they're digging, it's just the like pinwheeling arms yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> as well as the part where they get like swept away by the cider and they're all just like pinwheeling arms yes. spinning. I was like, Oh, gave them a little bit of a break. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, the digging is really fun. That just like, 
they're all doing the digging motion, but they're in a, like a line. Yeah. So it's really just the person in front. Yeah. That's actually making contact with dirt. You'd figure, <laughs> but, um, you, you get the implication that they're really all combining their digging strength. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the digging's good. Mm-hmm. The final, the final, uh, run to get Christopherson is great. The, uh, the motorbike chase. I love that. Bean security keeps you when you first see it, it's just the rat, but by the end, he has a helicopter unit. Yeah. Um, it's great. And the, I really love the beagles. The beagles are good. Yeah. The one that's got chronic rabies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I also just love he's like beagles love blueberries. Just, Everyone knows this. It's a fact. Beagles love blueberries. Yeah. Is that true? I, I have no idea. I, know. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to feed dogs grapes because of yeah. like the skin on them. They can't yeah, break yeah. down. And I feel like blueberries are, I know they're not grapes. I'm aware, but. Similar. Similar. I feel like they're kind of similar consistency, right? We should call a vet. Oh, uh, okay. Well, let's get, okay. Well, hold. I'm going to get him on the line. Yeah. Is this, is this who I mean, wants I could to probably just Google it. This, this is a live show where people can call in. No one, <laughs> just no one has yet. Who's a, we need a vet on the line. This is episode 62 or whatever, but no one's called in yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. And at the, you used to talk about the motorcycle chase, yeah. the, the wolf. Finally, shows that's up. that's great. Yeah, so they rescue him. They get out. There's the big shootout. Yep. Ash finally like proves himself. His dad tells him maybe he is an athlete. That's what every boy wants to hear. Right. And, um, and then yeah, the moment with the wolf where they've been talking the whole movie. Kylie keeps bringing up wolves, and Mister Fox says like, "I have a phobia of them. I'm not afraid of them. I have a phobia." Mm-hmm. And they finally see the wolf, and it's like I don't understand why this is so emotional, yeah, right. but it's like a perfect end note for this movie. Yeah. Of just like, you know, wish him luck. Didn't yeah. say good luck to the wolf and the wolf runs I off. Really and, like the wolf also puts a, like a, yeah, a fist like in the air. In like, animal right. solidarity. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's that's lovely. <laughs> that's uh yeah, they're all part of the same union, basically. I yeah. guess it's survival. It's survival, yeah. yeah. Just the kind of like nature being nature kind of needs to Yeah. That's not the end of the movie, but like it felt like it could have been there. Very they, emotional. They stay on that shot of the road with the train in the background, but yeah, yeah. the The way the wolf looks is insane too. Love that he's not. Yeah. It's like it's like a whole other world that is suggested just a bit because the wolf he doesn't talk. He's not wearing pants like all the other characters <laughs> are. And you're just like, oh, there's a whole other thing going on mm-hmm. yep. with the wolf. And there's and this whole like. He's in a snow mountain background. Right. right? Like yeah. that hasn't been implied that they're next to a right. snowy mountain. Um, yeah. There's like this whole mythos that is just imp- just communicated through implication there that is really, really fascinating mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> it was not surprising. It's it's weirdly like an emotional gut punch of yeah. a scene. Well, because the, the wolf is always the aggressor, the, the foxes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Finally. But you see, like, the wolf is like... I get you. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. Under, we understand each other. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think Fox's eyes well up a little bit. Right. Yep. This, yeah, it's great. Um, And that's oh. tough, because that's a puppet. Then he's just wet after that. <laughs> Had to be the last thing they did. <laughs> it's the last thing they did. He's never recovering <laughs> it's, from this it's ruined the small puppet. amount of dampness. Um. Yeah, and then there is the the actual ending where it's more like epilogue vibes where you get the farmers are still waiting at the manhole cover. There's the news reporter who's saying like these insane obsessed farmers. Yep. Like ah, everyone thinks they're dumb now. Yeah. Well, and, that's the note the book ends on. Yeah. Just like as far as we know, they're still waiting sort of yep. thing. I'm just like, oh, these 
that is poor delusional farmers. Yep. And then this goes a little bit beyond the book ending where you see they've created like this community and lively real estate market in the sewers. And he finds a way to a supermarket and he gives a nice toast and then they dance in the aisles. But does the book give the same impression that um, the nature world is under attack? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much a kind of like um, nature versus man sort of kind of conflict for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got the, the the humans in this movie are like not just excavating entire trees and wildlife, but also like using lots of explosives to do yeah, so. And right. I think it's the note they end on with like how they've kind of mutated all of the fruits into like those ones that have stars on them and things like that, which is yeah. unnecessary. It's right. kind of completely warped like the nature part of it all of it. And they're all sitting there with their juice boxes listening to him give the speech. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, yeah, it's kind a, of like, Oh geez. It is. Yeah. It's sort of baked into the whole thing. This kind of like, you don't, it doesn't really say when this movie takes place. You imagine it kind of is set up to be old timey, but there's electronics and radios and well, the book was written helicopters. in the seventies, 1970, yeah. maybe 1969, yeah. maybe. Um, so I just kind of assumed it was supposed to be around then. Yeah. Yeah, I get that feel. Yeah. So even though it looks like a period piece, it doesn't feel old is what I, you know. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it is a nice note. They they end up in, in the supermarket that's owned by those three dudes and they're just going to steal all their stuff now. Yep. Artificial squab in a can. Artificial yeah. Squab, yeah. I, I, I do like that that sort of, um, I, that's what I, that's where I meant to go with that. You don't know when it's happening, but it is almost like this dystopian, like, you know, there's no actual real food anymore. Yeah, right. That's yeah. That's the point. Yeah, it's it's like kind of anti Monsanto for sort of yeah. farming vibes. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, everything's got pumped full of chemicals yeah, and that's is kind of what I got from know. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. The book was written around that time. Mm-hmm. But that kind of makes sense. That's, yeah, that movement's coming around at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, any final thoughts on this before we get to ratings? Um, I I'd for- we, we did all my notes. Yeah, no, I, I'd forgotten how much I like this movie and how much of it just kind of is a feeling of kind of just like, all oh, right, this is just fun, just enjoyable, really kind of uplifting ultimately. So it's just a good movie. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that I got to watch this f- because of the, of this show. So yeah, yeah. great. Thanks. Yeah. I would, cause I, what the I really for. like Wes Anderson. <laughs> I've never, mm-hmm. I've always thought about fantastic Mr. Fox, but just never had to chance to watch it yeah and I, I i'm glad i finally actually did watch this i really had thought i had but maybe i was just confusing something else for it it's, it doesn't really feel or look like anything else so don't right. know what it was but i liked and, it a lot and it was free it's free on youtube yeah oh free with ads <laughs> didn't know that yeah, i got it on prime so you guys paid five bucks for it now it's just on disney plus yeah, you, <laughs> yeah it's on disney plus you watched it on Prime? Yeah. Also, oh, also it was free. I'll watch it on different service. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Um, we did. We uh, all gave a piece of our money to the man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we already paid for Disney Plus. It wasn't an additional cost. That's true. Um, let's get into our ratings. Every week, I'll take our ratings that we give on this show and put them on our letterbox. That is letterbox.com. Search for late to the movies. That's the number two. And uh, you'll find it. I have confidence in you. Their search features are a little weird. You'll get there. On a scale of 0.5 to 5, on any scale of your choosing besides stars, what would you give Fantastic Mr. Fox? Um, I really like this movie, but I think I'm going to go with a 4.5. 
maybe 4.75 if it's possible. It's not. All right, 4.5. Um, so I'm going to do 4.5 flaming pine cones out of five. Oh, nice. Right. I like that one. Yeah. I'm going to give it 4.5 freshwater minnows out of five. Oh, That's nice. a really good one. <laughs> I've got uh, 4.5 foxtail neckties oh, out nice. of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we all really like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> the necktie reminded me of like a lucky rabbit's foot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Poor guy. That does happen in the book. His tail gets shot off. Oh, it does? Yeah. It's just so insulting. It is. I like that he has the very gross tail that he has like a magnet on the back of it. Does he dry clean it too in the book? No. (laughs) They don't talk about that. They don't go into the minutiae of his tail. (laughs) Oh, man. Cool movie. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on, Kay and Anthony. Thanks. Anytime. Um, Yeah, I guess. that's uh, that's the only ending bit I can think of. That's a good. That's a good way to end it. Cool. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeans, uh, other places too. Anywhere you get your pads. On T Public, search related to the movies. You can find our storefront there. We got a couple designs you can put on T-shirts, mugs, throw pillows. One of them has Greg's face on it. It's very popular. It's uh, holiday season. I don't know how backed up they are. So. Get those orders in while you can to make sure they're here in time for your celebrations. We never say this. You can rate and review us on iTunes. It does help. I don't know who. Me, I guess. I don't know. You can email Noah at late to the movies at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at late to the movies underscore podcast. Both of those are with the number two. If you write two out, T-O, you'll never find it. <laughs> you got to use the number. Alphanumeric, these usernames are. That's pretty much it. Thanks for being here. And uh, yeah, see you next time. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. This will come out the the week after Thanksgiving. All right. Happy Cyber Monday. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Happy Cyber Monday. Next month is Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson's. Specifically. Don't watch any other. Except no substitutes. Some Tolkien. Yeah, usually don't do a great job of announcing what's next. So yeah, next month's Lord of the Rings. See you there.